Forgiveness was one of the biggest hangups for me in my walk with God. Let me start by sharing with you just a small portion of my story. I was raised in a Christian home. It wasn't perfect. We had some issues and life was hard for us sometimes. But I know in the deepest part of my soul that my parents did the absolute best they could. I think the biggest thing that was lacking in my home was grace. Every time I was in trouble for something, my track record was brought up, and that was a literal term my father would use. Well, your track record shows this and that, and a long list of my past offenses were listed off for me to relive and to be ashamed of over and over again. I can remember once, just once, saying, but love holds no record of wrongs, which was not well received by my parents. I mean, I get it now. As a parent myself, they were in the heat of the moment, disciplining me for yet another dumb mistake, and their mess of a teenage girl just used a Bible verse to defend herself? I mean, I was kind of right. Love doesn't hold a record of wrongs. In the moment, I knew my parents wouldn't say, oh, well, you're right, we forgive you, and we'll move on from this, and we will never bring it up again. I really wish, though, that they would have freely given more grace and love when disciplining me, because I needed it. I needed so much grace, room to make mistakes, and a safe place to land no matter what. So the model of forgiveness I had from my childhood was not a healthy one. Each mistake, each sin, each fall I had, well, I knew I'd have to face it all, over and over again. It resulted in me feeling ashamed and hopeless much of the time. I also found that the tighter my parents tugged at the leash of control they wanted to keep me on, the harder I pulled toward rebellion. I don't know why I wanted to rebel the way I did. I'm not sure I'll ever know. Let me share with you a time that I fell hard. I fell into the deepest hole of my life and it would take me over a decade to climb out of that pit. Through a series of poor choices, my teenage reckless behavior and falling in love for the first time, I found myself pregnant the last month of my senior year in high school. I was immediately overwhelmed by crippling fear, sheer panic, intense shame. The only solution to my problem was to end it. I couldn't be pregnant. doing. I knew the entire time that abortion was wrong, but I was just so desperate. The saying, desperate people do desperate things, had never been more true. So, I had an abortion. was one of the most horrific experiences I have ever been through. And still, I knew the entire time that I was making a terrible choice. The aftermath of my abortion turned into the darkest hours, the darkest days, the darkest years of my life. That choice turned into my ball and chain. I drug it around everywhere. And that led to more rebellion, more self-destruction. I hated myself. My whole life was a lie. No one could know what I had done. This was a secret I was going to take to the grave. 
There was no hope, no peace, no joy. Only regret and shame and self-hate. Deep down, I was shattered, broken, and empty. I was the shell of the person that God intended me to be. There wasn't a day that I didn't think about it. There wasn't a day that went by that I didn't beg for God's forgiveness. I desperately needed forgiveness, healing, some sort of hope. Through another series of life changes, I found myself going to church for the first time in well over a decade, trying to get right with God somehow. And one Sunday morning, along with the slides that play before church starts, you know, the ones for the annual church picnic, another announcement to the congregation, there was a slide that hit me like a wrecking ball. It was for a post-abortion recovery group that was starting up soon. I think I literally stopped breathing and my heart stopped working because I could not believe there was a church that had that sort of support group, let alone that they would think that there was possibly anyone in the pews who that slide could be relevant to. And it was relevant to me. So I signed up. I set out on a 12-week intense journey of healing with that support group. I was doing the work, facing my past, I was trying so hard to heal the deep wound of my abortion and find forgiveness and peace. But my biggest hang-up was the forgiveness thing. And I remember with one class just saying, okay, 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 I get it. God can forgive me, he already has, and yeah, yeah, Jesus and the cross and everything. But why don't I feel forgiven? And even if I never feel it, there is no way I can ever forgive myself for the things I've done. So this going to hell feeling is always here with me. I can't let it go. I want to feel forgiven, but I just don't. So when will I ever feel forgiven? I can't help but cry as I even say that now because it was such an emotional thing then and it still brings me to tears. And one of the leaders, of the group, she gave me this serious dose of tough love, and she said, what do you want God to do to make you feel it? Seriously, you are refusing to accept it, and that's not what God wants for you. Also, the forgive yourself thing, you need to stop. You are elevating your ability to forgive over Christ's. You think you have the power to forgive your own sins? That's not how it works. There's absolutely nowhere in the Bible where God says you have to forgive yourself. That's Jesus' job, and He's already done it. What He did on the cross was enough. It's been done. You are forgiven. I sat there in shock for the first time. I saw forgiveness in a new light. It still gives me chills today because she was so right. Who was I to think I had to forgive myself? After a longer conversation, I realized I was confusing my worldly consequences with that feeling of forgiveness, and those are two completely different things. I was also holding on to my old model of forgiveness that I grew up in that lacked grace and continued to remind me of my past failures. I still had a lot of work to do, and I had to figure out how to cope with my consequences, but still believe and know that I was truly forgiven. That breakthrough for me, accepting Christ's forgiveness without the feeling that I thought would come along with it, was truly liberating. I was forgiven. There was nothing else I needed to do or feel. 
I have over time found ways to truly forgive myself, extend grace to myself, and allow myself to walk in complete freedom. But none of that was possible until I truly accepted Christ's forgiveness first. He was the only one who could forgive me. The grace and freedom that came with that was a free gift, a gift I know I did not deserve. And I'm so glad it's not up to us who deserves forgiveness or who doesn't. No matter how grave the sin, it's forgiven. No matter how painful your past, it's forgiven. No matter the darkness that has crept into your life, it's forgiven. Of course, I had to learn all of this the hard way. I took one long, winding, messed up road to get to a place where I actually could believe all of that. And I still struggle with that feeling of forgiveness from time to time. And I have to remind myself that God's grace is big enough and never ending. I have to remind myself that what Jesus did on the cross was enough. Life is hard, but the forgiveness thing, it doesn't have to be. Jesus loves us, forgives us, and wants us to walk in that complete freedom. Forgiveness is free. Forgiveness is for everyone. Jesus' power to forgive is His and His alone. Stop dragging around your own ball and chain. Be free. Be forgiven. It's that simple.